<laughs> Will you all join me in prayer? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing to you, for you are our rock and you are our redeemer. Amen. Uh, my two-year-old Miles didn't want me to let him go there, so I told him that I was actually beginning this morning with telling a story about him. Our two-year-old Miles is really passionate about certain things. Right now, it's the Marvel Universe, which is not super age-appropriate. We can talk about that later. But he has this thing where he gets really into things, and he can't stop thinking about anything else except what he is into at that moment. It's like all his focus goes into the Marvel Universe right now. Throughout his short life, he has been into a number of different things. After a while, the novelty wears off and we're off to something new. But during this time so far, he has been into firefighters. He's been into bubbles, puzzles, Paw Patrol, Elmo. And a few years back, Miles got very into school buses. Yes, the big yellow transportation vehicle of a little kid's dreams. We'd occasionally see one as we were driving down the road, or maybe we'd notice one parked at a school. And Miles would kick his legs and point until we all acknowledged his yellow bus of beauty. During this particular interest, we happen to move into a new house. It's the house we currently live in, and it sits on a street with a high school, a middle school, and an elementary school, all within walking distance. You know where I'm going here. I will never forget one of our very first mornings at our new home, Miles playing near one of the windows and catching a glimpse of yellow out of the side of his eye. He ran to the window, pushed his face up against it. Outside our window was school bus after school bus after school bus. Miles was euphoric. He was frozen to the window as he watched them keep coming down the street. Each new one to appear was like a new surprise. He jumped up and down and hollered for us to come see the most exciting thing to ever happen to him up until that point. He was in awe that on a random morning, he could look out his own window and see his favorite thing in the world, school buses. And as the last one drove by, he kind of just sat back inside. He was content. He didn't seem to have the words to express all the joy that he felt inside. Miles was filled with wonder. We kick off a new sermon series this morning. It's called Faith of a Child. Oftentimes, as grown-ups, like Kristen alluded to, it is easy to assume that we can only learn from people who are older or maybe more experienced than us. We can get so preoccupied looking up to the leading experts that we forget to take notice of what we can also learn from those who are younger than us, from those who maybe are a little more inexperienced than us, specifically our children. The children around us have a lot to teach us. They show us how to be in relationships with one another. 
Often they can teach us about honesty, maybe a little too much honesty at times. And believe it or not, children actually have a lot to teach us about our faith too. They can teach us to take notice of the wonder in the world, even in the seemingly ordinary, like a big yellow school bus. Jesus preached time and time again about letting the children come to him, that children were just as worthy as anyone. In the Old Testament, there's a psalmist that the book of Psalms is all written about or from the perspective of, and the psalmist writes about the beauty of the earth and about that feeling of wonder. Our scripture reading this morning will be Psalm 8. Hear these words. These were probably sung at the time. I'm going to do us all a favor this morning and not sing them. Hear these words. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. You made your glory higher than heaven. From the mouths of nursing babies, you have laid a strong foundation because of your foes in order to stop vengeful enemies. When I look up at your skies, at what your fingers made, the moon and the stars that you set firmly in place, God, what are human beings that you think about them? What are human beings that you pay attention to them? You've made them only slightly less than divine, crowning them with glory and grandeur. You've let them rule over your handiwork, putting everything under their feet, all sheep and all cattle, the wild animals too, the birds in the sky, the fish of the ocean, everything that travels the pathways of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say, thanks be to God. What have you experienced in your life that's brought you wonder? Maybe it was seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time or witnessing a meteor shower on a cloudless night. Maybe it was catching a glimpse of a super rare bird on your morning bird watching hike or an act of kindness in a really unexpected setting. There are moments of wonder all around us. The psalmist here sings about the infiniteness of the stars and the handiworks of all the types of animals. As the psalmist recounts their own wonder, they also wonder how that same God, the God who made all of these wonderful things, could have possibly also made humans and cared deeply for them. Out of all of the beautiful pieces of creation, the psalmist wonders who are humans that they have gained God's attention, that they would be the ones who were set apart in God's image and entrusted with all of the safety of the earth. The psalmist asks, who am I? Who am I? It's a question as old as time. Who are we? For what purposes are we made? Why are we given intellect and dominion over all of the earth? It's this existential question. What purpose do we serve? And what's our responsibility? 
As Christians, we find our identities through Christ. We know that while humans are made in the image of God, God is still God and we are not. While we may have dominion over the animals and while we may have the power to care for our ecosystems, it's only through God that we are given this authority. So who are we? Who am I? That question also speaks to the brokenness within each of us. Whatever identities we might have shed or gained throughout our lives, whatever mistakes or successes we may have experienced, whatever the labels the world might have thrown our way, our truth is that we belong to God. While each of our individual identities are beautiful and for sure worthy to be celebrated, we also all have a collective identity as children of God. We are embraced by a God who cares for each of us, who shows us love through a rainbow, new life through water, grace through bread. Who am I? Who are we? We are God's people. We are God's people and we are meant to live our lives with the wonder of a child, of a child who sees school bus after school bus after school bus and in praise of a God who keeps giving to us, who keeps near to us. The psalmist sings that even the mouths of newborn babies give praise to God and their voices are loud enough, they're important enough for God to lay a foundation for all of us. We don't have to have it all figured out. We do not have to be perfect. Even babies praise God. Can't we too? Almost nine years ago, I walked in the doors of Christ United Methodist Church for the first time. I was fresh out of seminary, and I was trying to find a church to work at as I began the process to ordination. When I was offered the job in youth ministry here, I felt a little bit like how the psalmist felt. I looked around at the impressive ministries, at the passionate, talented, committed group of youth and adult volunteers I was working with, I watched a house being built by seemingly nothing in the north parking lot. Who was I that I was given this opportunity to do ministry with such an impressive congregation? A congregation who continues serving God out in the world, who continues to step up and say, we'll do that we'll share that love. We'll do the work so someone else can feel wonder. The same congregation who celebrated Jake and I as we got married. A congregation who prayed and cheered for me as I was ordained. A congregation who has literally come alongside Jake and I as we begin to raise up our own two children, even as one is screaming in the back. Who am I? to have been loved so well. My only answer to this goodness is to praise God. I praise God when I look around and see each of your faces. 
I praise God as I remember all of the youth who have changed my life. I praise God for the enormous difference this congregation makes out in the community. Our church isn't perfect, but we continue to try and try again to follow God the best we can. We continue to look for ways to serve others. When we all take that step, when we believe that we are actually created in the image of God, when we are confident in whose we are, we begin to see God's goodness all around. We begin rediscovering the childlike wonder of our youth. Walter Isaacson is a biographist. He wrote a biography on Albert Einstein. Einstein, of course, is one of the greatest minds of all time. And Isaac discovered an insight or a secret, if you will, into Einstein's genius. Isaacson in his biography writes this, throughout his life, Albert Einstein would retain the intuition and the awe of a child. He never lost his sense of wonder at the magic of nature's phenomena, magnetic fields, gravity, inertia, acceleration, light beams, which grown-ups find so commonplace. Einstein retained the ability to hold two thoughts in his mind simultaneously, to be puzzled when they conflicted, and to marvel when he could smell an underlying unity. Isaacson goes on to share a quote from Einstein that he wrote to a friend later in his life. Einstein writes, People like you and me never grow old. We never cease to stand like curious children before the great mystery into which we were born. Miles doesn't find as much wonder in school buses anymore. But there's still a new wonder to behold every day. These wonders around us, they are not reserved only for the littlest of us. We, too, can still find wonder around us, just as Einstein did, just as the psalmist does. As the psalmist ends Psalm 8, he, they use the exact words they began the psalm with, the beginning and the end are the same words. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. Even in their existential question, the psalmist recognizes the power of praising God's name through their questions, through their wonder. That's what this community does too. In the midst of asking questions, in the midst of being blown away by radical acts of hospitality, through it all, this community will continue praising God. This community will keep looking at the world with a childlike wonder and strive to be Christ's joy and love to the ends of the earth. May we each continue praising God together. Amen.